We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. All right, guys, this instant reaction podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Hope you bet on the Hawks tonight because they covered. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, MyBookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. If you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, BlueChew is the fastest an easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that is B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Ain't No Seats podcast. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got He used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's good? We're coming back with an instant reaction. Um, The Hawks just took care of business in Stillwater, which even though Oklahoma State's 0-6, it's not always easy. Um, we started out dominating, they made a comeback. And then from there, we just dominated the rest of the way. I watched in a hotel in Hayes, Kansas, B turn, you're in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Why are we in the worst cities in Kansas? I have zero idea. 
Well, I'm just kidding. I'm here for work, but it sucks. Uh, AB, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. I'm in the beautiful city of uh, Lenexa, Kansas. So you guys are really living in the shits shits area of the beautiful state of Kansas. So sorry about that. <laughs> not bad. Hayes, Kansas had a uh, Qdoba, which I was surprised at. I thought there was no chance they'd have places like that. But um, all right, let's not make this too crazy long. I don't feel like <laughs> this was a super exciting game. Um, things that stands out. Things that stands out to me: Christian Brown gets his first start. B turn. I feel like you're a big CB guy. What was it like to see? I don't know. I feel like we've said he had his coming out party, but I feel like tonight was the first time where I was like sending texts like, uh, "Is Christian Brown going to be in the league in like three years?" Like that dude was legit tonight. Yeah, he's he's pretty much oozing with confidence right now. Like he plays better each game. And looks more confident each game. I think he went four for eight from three tonight. And I, he almost had a double-double. He had 16 and nine. Yes. Let us in scoring. So, yeah, he's, I mean, a freshman that wasn't really playing many minutes a month ago is coming in, putting up eight threes. It just shows you how confident he is right now. Yes. And he was huge because Doc gets in early foul trouble, which I do. I don't understand why we keep getting in foul trouble when we have like seven players available, but it happened. And Yudoka, I don't think, attempted a shot for the first, I don't know, 10 plus minutes of the game. So we were, it felt like we should have been in trouble. But when Doc goes out, CB starts going off. Um, I think Marcus and Ochai hit some, not Marcus, Ochai and Moss hit some shots. And all of a sudden the lead grew. I think we were, uh, AB, were we up 24 to 7? Yeah, we sure were, just like the Texans, and we treated the lead like that because it was gone within seconds. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like I've said before, the offense can be so bad that it doesn't matter how much we're up that, like, we can just stall out for five minutes and just not score. Like, it happens almost every game, I feel like, which scares me, but the defense is good enough to, like, hold it off. But Jesus Christ, man. It is is very weird. By the way, I think your mic's hitting your beard again, A.B. AIDS. (laughs) <laughs> I left my I left my house to go to a restaurant and it was twenty four seven and then I got there and it was a game and we hadn't scored. I think yeah. we went six minutes without making a shot. Yeah, not not great. Um, and it was <laughs> because Doc came in and then the drought started. So many people are asking, are we better without Devon Dotson? I'm just kidding, but it was weird. Um, How much I, are we going to be melting down if like one of Dot or Doe gets in foul trouble in the tournament? Oh, my God. Did that ever happen with the T-Rob Tyshawn team in 2012? I guess Tyshawn did. Or, no, Tyshawn was, like, cramping against somebody, Purdue maybe, early. I can't remember. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it will have that. It, mainly Udoka because Udoka just continues to prove that he's, like, quite possibly the most valuable freaking player in the country because when he's on the floor, we are just so much better. He's – I guess I didn't see this coming, and I know we talked about it in the Tennessee recap, but he's legitimately like the best big man defender in the country, which just crazy. Like he was absolutely dominating those dudes. And the wild part is, what did he have tonight? He had six points, seven, rounds, five blocks. Like he's just becoming that dude that doesn't even have to score to just completely dominate games. So that was awesome. Um, B turn. You said before we started that our defense is uh, decent. Do you still believe that? Uh, my sources have confirmed that. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd, dude. Yeah, I'd give up 50 points, and Oklahoma State was pretty lucky to get 50. I mean, I mean if you give up 50 points in a 40-minute game, I heard that's pretty good. <laughs> Decent, the folks are saying. Didn't, uh, A.B., what, didn't you text me at one point with, like, five minutes left of the game, and they had scored 10 points in the half? Yeah, it was like six minutes or so left, and then we started kind of – it was whenever we pulled Marcus uh, with five or six minutes left in the game, which, fuck Bill for doing that, by the way. I want to see the triple-double. But, yeah, they had uh, – because what was – they had 34 points for like a year. They were just stuck on it, and we were just rolling. I think we went on a 20-3 to run. And, I mean, at the end, they kind of started piling them with walk-ons on and backups. But, yeah, I mean, there was a stretch where they just could not – hit water if they fell out of the boat it was kind of fun to watch i like watching shitty basketball like that they shot some all-time breaks tonight just so many off the backboard so many like long like they they shot 11 percent from three they were two of 18 (laughs) i mean that's absurd the hawks shot 33 threes tonight i love it 
Um, yeah, we came out. We were like zero of five or so to start, and we were still up six zero because Okie State didn't score. I don't know until what minute mark into the game. Yeah, I mean, it felt like we could have been up fifteen nothing. We should have been up at least like twelve nothing. We were just missing wide open looks. Um, oh, let's let's talk a little bit about Ochai. I didn't feel like Ochai. I got the stat: two of nine, only four rebounds, two assists. Nine points, two of seven from three. I don't know. I just I can't I can't figure out is Ochai a good shooter? Or is he just not? I would say not. Not right now, at least. And I think I don't know. It's he's definitely streaky for sure. Like he'll have his games where he hits four or five, but I feel like his stat line is always like most of his shots are just three pointers. Like tonight, he's two of seven and then two of nine. Two of seven from three, two of nine from the floor. He just just sits around the perimeter, really. When's the last time he dunked the basketball? Last game. I mean, on lobs. But other than lobs, he doesn't. I can't even remember the last lob we threw him. Did he get one last game? Yeah, Tennessee had one. Really early against Tennessee. Where they just completely allowed it. Like, I just want him to do something where we're like, oh, he made that play because he's more athletic than everybody else on the court. But he just – he hasn't been doing that. Speaking of dudes that do that, um, Andrew Wiggins tonight. How about uh, what do you have? Thirty-two, like nine and eight. That was wild. Do you like? He went bonkers. Yes. Um, Can I say something about Ochai before we move on? Yes. <laughs> Can we just like cool like the expectations now that it's consistent that he's just not that great? Yeah. Like I don't even view him as a possible third option anymore. Like I think that's very clearly like Brown or Moss or Marcus. Like Ochai's fine as a role player. He's still young, but like I've been saying this whole time, he was a three star that was gonna redshirt literally like fourteen months ago. Like I know he had that good month stretch where everyone's like, Oh, he's athletic and it makes sense. He's got like an NBA style of play, he could be a lottery pick, someone might take a chance. And he very well might be that in a couple of years. But like I think I feel like people get annoyed with him because that's what they have in their mind of what he should be right now. And I just think that like, that's not what he is. So I don't know. Maybe if we look at his different expectations, it's like our fifth or sixth option, which sucks because obviously we want more than that, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the autoplay on ESPN.com is the worst thing ever invented, but yes, you're <laughs> right. Um, and I mean, looking at it, if you count him as a fourth option, like looking at it that way, he's averaging 11 points a game. If your fourth af- option is your most athletic player and averaging 11 points a game, like that's a pretty good thing to have. He plays incredible defense. He's just got to, like we've said, he's got to be active and rebound and do all that stuff, which I mean, the first play of the game tonight, the offensive rebound he had was like wildly athletic. He came from the top of the key and just flew in and grabbed it. And I'm like, God, dude, why aren't you doing it all the time? But I don't know. Then I feel like yeah. he got a little banged yeah. up and got more hesitant. But I mean, yeah, I think, I think right. another, another problem was like just everyone hyping him up this summer because everyone calling him our best pro prospect. Like Bill was hyping him up. And I think we all talked about how him and Dot just needed to live in the gym all summer and just work on their shot. And I don't know how Ochai hasn't really improved as a jump shooter. I just realized that Ochai, one of his made baskets was a pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is bananas. Oh, that we joke about how bad he is at passing and it it was me. It was all worth it for that bucket tonight. But you can even tell, like Doke laughed, but like you could see Bill on the sidelines. Like Bill was annoyed at how bad of a pass that was. Like <laughs> I don't get it. I remember, like, Travis Rilla for the summer talking on the show or whatever, like, saying how Ochai had a great summer and how they everyone just expected him to be the man kind of this year and improve and get a lot better. And they everyone was saying he had such a good summer, and so everyone just had high, high expectations for him coming into the year. Like, they expected him to be the third option at least and maybe more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sucks that he hasn't been that, but, I mean – Christian Brown continues to play like he did, which, okay, I want to throw this option, or I want to throw this question out to both of you. Will Christian Brown be at Kansas for four years? Each turn, you answer first. I'll go ahead and say no. <laughs> I'd be what do you think? Junior year. No, I agree. Yeah. Like, I just, it sounds awful, but I think the fact that he's a goofy looking white kid um, kind of like makes people think he's going to be around for four years and be hated. Like, 
Like, yeah. I don't want to, like, play that card, but, I mean, like, Grayson Allen has been brought up a lot because I know that people are going to hate Christian Brown soon. Yeah. Um, but, like, Kyle Guy from Virginia, like, he was a shooter, handled the ball, played defense, and he left. I mean, if we win a championship, say, like, next year the year after, yeah. why would he stay all four years? He's already shown he's more than just a shooter. He can guard. He can, you know, get rebounds. He's athletic. He's like that Villanova game when he was, like, going up and trying to dunk over people. Like, he can do it all. I just think since he's a goofy-looking white kid that people kind of sleep on the fact he might be a pro prospect earlier than we all thought. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of hit me tonight. I was like, whoa, like, okay, what does he – I saw somebody tweet out. I think it was uh, Tolly Corcoran or whatever his name is. He used to write for the LJ World or whatever. He was like, people are going to hate this comparison but honestly christian brown is a lot with brandon Rose. and i was like whoa like he's athletic he guards he shoots he's long like it's probably an unfair comparison and we're gonna this is remember last year when we made an episode about how marcus garrett was our like second best player and we regretted it but i'm not saying christian brown is brandon rusher i don't even know who i would compare christian brown to but i would not compare him to just some goofy white guy from kansas like i feel like the national media is going to like everyone's just going to kind of think of him as that Grayson Allen type but I think there's a very strong chance he's a much better NBA prospect than Grayson Allen ever was I don't know it'll be it'll be interesting but sometimes just watching him play it's like damn like this dude could be on draft boards way sooner than we ever thought just like I mean just like Ochai was last year I feel like a month ago like a lot of KU fans are probably saying that he might not even play like significant minutes this year like he might not crack the rotation because you had like Jalen you had uh Tristan and Isaiah and stuff like that so for him to like lead us in scoring a couple times this month even is pretty insane to me yeah I think I mean hand up I absolutely did not think Christian Brown would play this season I thought I thought Tristan and obviously Jalen before he broke his ankle I thought those would be the two main guys getting minutes it just didn't feel like and it, it literally is because he's from Kansas. Like, it just doesn't seem real that a dude that was playing high school basketball in Kansas is now dominating Big 12 basketball games like he did tonight. But he's legit. Um, it's yeah, fun to but, think about how much talent we could have back next year. It's crazy. We have so many guys back. I don't know how we're going to make it work, like, scholarship-wise. Like, is Dot – I mean, I know Dot's probably gone, but is he a for-sure first-rounder? No, but I think he's going to leave regardless. I mean, I think it's just changed so much to where people now they don't really care. Like, I know Malik has Malik played a second of NBA basketball. I wouldn't. I don't think so. No, and so it's like I don't know. I feel like, but I bet Malik really doesn't regret his decision. Like, I think we underestimate how much these dudes just like to not go to class and play basketball all day and worry about literally nothing else. So. You I feel like that's where if, if Dot like came back and had like a year where he shot like forty plus percent from three and just hit a ton of jumpers, I feel like he'd be a for sure first rounder. I definitely yeah, I don't mean, I definitely wish his shot would get better. I feel like I think AB's pointed this out a couple times, but I feel like his hip is definitely affecting his shot right now. Maybe not, but it just seems a lot more off right now than it has been in the past. So who knows? I have I just... two takes on Dotson before we move on. Like, we're talking about the hip thing. Like, the little graphic showed up today, and he said it was an 82% free throw shooter and, like, eighth in the Big 12. I He's the worst 82% free throw shooter I've ever seen. Does he not, like, feel like he misses, like, front ends of one-and-ones all the time? Like, like, there's no way he shoots 82%, does he? In clutch situations, too, I feel like. He's, he's not clutch, but free throws. But he makes all the free throws just in like the first half on random drives. He makes them. That's true. You think about the Villanova miss and the other ones. Like they, I think he had a late miss against Tennessee or something. A close game we played. Yeah, recently. he did. So yeah, I don't know. That worries me. I definitely don't want him to be like a mental midget when it comes to <laughs> free throws late in the game. But I think he'll be fine. He's. That's what always. I know it's stupid and people say this all the time. But like he's an eighty-two percent free throw shooter. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. 
With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. Why can he not just, like, I don't know, make 36% from three? I don't even know what he's shooting on the season, but feels like it's had to have been going down lately. Um, I got a question. Is is there going to be a point this year where Ochai just doesn't start anymore? Like when Dave comes back, is Ochai going to still start? Yes. Dave, if Dave starts, I want Bill Self. Uh, I won't say five. <laughs> really but but what if we went? What if we went? Dot, uh, CB, Marcus, Isaiah, and Doke. Yeah, I mean, no, I, like I, I wouldn't I say Ochai's doing I think more I than. It up on the Tennessee game, I think I brought it up. Like, like we talk about this four guard thing and maybe it's a blessing in disguise that Dave's missing a couple of games. So we can kind of get used to it. Cause Bill's even said that like, he wants to do it more, but he didn't want to like hurt Dave's confidence or just take him out of the starting lineup or whatever. But I mean, Ochai hasn't been doing anything and Brown's shown he can be pretty consistent. If he does go back to the two bigs, like would it really be that crazy to see Brown over Ochai? Like, I don't think that's that outlandish to say. Yeah. What well, is I think, better I think, than CB right now? Brown is just going to go over Dave, and Moss won't start, I don't think. I think yeah, Bill, that's... I, I don't think Bill trusts Isaiah near enough on defense to play him over Ochai. Like Bill even said it earlier in the year, he just feels better with Ochai in the game defensively and other things like that. So I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be a battle between Brown and Moss, which it feels like Brown has slightly taken advantage, but – yeah. The thing is, is I felt like Moss tonight was like, shit, he took my starting spot. Moss came out, played pretty good. So, I don't know, maybe them competing for that yeah. fifth spot will be good for both of them. That would be kind of cool if we could just see them kind of battle each game and see who could have better games. But Yeah, I don't see how CB wouldn't start. Yeah. Like, he might have a few bad games because he's a freshman, kind of like what happened to Oates, but. I feel like CB's done enough to earn a starting spot, at least for the moment. Like, he's playing really hard, getting us extra possessions. Like, he had, he almost had 10 boards tonight. He might have led us in rebounds tonight. Yeah, he. that's the thing. He does everything. Like, when you, when you think about the concerns of not having a second big, it's like, okay, rebounding and defense, I guess, at times. But I feel like he's good at... Like the, the offensive rebound he had late in the first half tonight when it was 27-24 or whatever, like that was a huge play. Like I don't think I don't think Isaiah Moss makes that play, but I don't know. I just feel like see, I can't believe how physical and like mm-hmm. willing he is to go in and just bang with dudes in there. So I'd give the edge to C B, but I also I don't really care. Like I don't really care that much. I just want as many four guard lineups as possible. I just don't want Dave to start because I feel like yeah. it just gets to brutal start. <laughs> and it's it's crazy to me how Bill has said all year long, like he said all year that the four, like the two bigs isn't working. Like we play better with four guards and he still starts him. Since when does Bill care about dudes like feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's never really cared much about pulling guys out of the starting lineup, but yeah. I mean, like, do we really, I know this is kind of like an old man take maybe, but like, is the starting lineup that important? Like, I mean, at the end of the game, I feel like all year we've been going four guards or five best players at the time. Like, it's the first four minutes of the game. Like, does it really matter if we get two bigs in that four minutes when we're probably going to go four guards 30 minutes a game anyways? Maybe in a tournament game. I definitely see what you're saying. But, yes, if you, like, a Big 12 road game or, like, a second-round matchup, if you play the – if you don't play your best lineup to start the game and you come out flat, (laughs) jump out, and they get up to an 8-0 run and you're all of a sudden shook and playing tight the rest of the game – We've seen so many games where KU just starts out bad and never recovers because we just go into this tight, awful offense mode. B turn, stop making faces at me on the Skype. But I, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I just think 
play your best guards all the time. Play your best five all the time, I think, and that that's my take. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It doesn't really it doesn't necessarily matter, but when when it comes to road games and tournament games, it does kind of scare me about us getting off to like a horrible start. But I don't know. Remember when I said Sylvia was going to win us a big game or tournament game this year? Yikes. That's going to be CD, dude. He's going to have a huge, uh, just a huge moment or a huge game in the tournament, and we're going to win because of him. That's how hard he plays. Like, he's going to be, him and Dot together in the tournament is going to be pretty scary, I think. I'm just so nervous for the tournament already. Dude, this year is crazy. AB, how many more games do you think we need to win to, like, pretty much lock up a one seed? I feel like you're a bracketology guy. I mean, yeah, that's all I look at, but what did you say? Two Big 12 teams get a one. Probably. I mean, Baylor has been so damn good. And, like, like I know it's normal, like, our our history with always winning the Big 12, it's like, oh, well, they're going to slip up at some point. I don't know if Baylor's going to have any, like, major slip-ups. Like, they're just really good. And there's, like, the Big 12 so bad, too. Like, yeah. they're not going to lose to, like, like the Okie State game was close, but, like, they're not going to go to Manhattan and lose. Like, it's – they're just – we're going to have to beat them in Baylor if we want to win the conference. But I think Baylor's locked yeah. into one. And I think if we win, like – but, I mean, how many big wins do we have left on the schedule? Like, Texas Tech's an 11 seed right now. Like, is that win going to be that great for us? I don't understand that, but, like, I guess I don't really think we need big wins. I just think we need to not lose, if that makes sense. Like, I think if we only lose at West Virginia and even say we lose at Baylor, I don't know. So what would that be? Only We'd have five losses going into the NCAA tournament or Big 12 tournament, assuming we win it. I don't know. I just feel like if we lose more than – two then we start getting nervous because yeah then you have to look at are they going to give two to the big 12 teams i just i don't know i really want a one seed i feel like this team's gonna need to get a one seed so that's could could baylor go like 16 and 2 17 and 1 in the conference like they already won at tech and at ku i know it's crazy but i'm slowing my roll they still got to go to west right yeah, that's the only game they're projected to lose. Um, I think we'll win in Baylor. I don't think Scott Drew's going to sweep us. Um, I know maybe that's a homer take, but we just win those big road games like that are top five matchups, which it will be. I just, I don't know. I think we win that one. So I think I Baylor. You guys, Baylor was good. You guys didn't believe me. I mean, I still think Baylor loses at West Virginia, loses to us at home, and then I don't care what anyone says, they will lose a just horrible game. It'll either be like TCU, K-State. Hey, they go to Ames on Wednesday. Get get some Hilton magic going, maybe, because, I mean, Hilton lights it up when top teams go in there. I know it's normally KU, but Baylor's (laughs) number one in the nation, so maybe they'll light it up. Who knows? Nobody cares about the Jailer Bears. Yeah, shouts to Rico. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I are you guys in agreement that you like? I think I care more about just getting a one seed than I do actually winning the Big Twelve. Is that weird? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have a fuck about the conference. I'm just kind of yeah, you know, going through it. I think we talked about that in the group chat like a month ago. Like the Big Twelve, you want to win the Big Twelve like an 18 game conference, like that's a huge achievement. But kind of ever since the streak ended, uh, I just feel like we don't care as much. Yeah, I just. Like, you want to win the conference, like we'd obviously be happy, but we tournament success would be huge, especially with what might happen with our program. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I just feel like yeah, I obviously want us to win Big Twelve games, but if Baylor goes like sixteen and two and we don't and we go fifteen and three, like I'm not gonna care because fifteen and three will absolutely get us a one seed. So that's all I give a shit about. But um, I don't know what else is there to talk about. I feel like tonight was pretty boring. I, I would say the most exciting thing about tonight is that our two best players really didn't have good games at all, and we were able to win, which yeah. if you go – let's bring up the 2012 team. If you go back, were there ever games where Tyshawn and T-Rob, both of them just absolutely did not perform, and we blew a team out on the road like that? Yeah. I get Oklahoma State's bad, but I was pretty impressed after like looking at the box score. I was like, sheesh, I don't know how we did that. I mean, I don't think T-Rob had a bad game that whole year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like you said, Stillwater's just such a tough place for us to play. Like Bill's old school, I don't care if they were 0-6 in the Big 12. I mean, winning anywhere in the conference is tough. 
Um, AB, how bad was the Fran Fraschilla segment where he was walking around with the Bill Self picture? Luckily, I had it on mute at that point. I was watching my grandpa, so we were talking. But I like had my eye on it, kind of, and it looked so painfully awkward. It was horrible, and they did a split screen. We missed an Isaiah Moss 3 because of it. I was like, what are we? This is not funny at all. It was brutally awkward. I guess the end Trying to do the 94 feet with, uh, with uh, Jay Billis or whatever. Yeah, but Doke saying that is not correct made it all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it was funny. The girl at the end was like, oh, the guy's pretty cute, talking about college Bill, who, boy. Wait, Bill's. I don't even want to get him into Bill's hair, but I'm very confused on how Bill's hair looked like that in college, and now it looks the way it does. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> not our business, huh? Um. I, anything else? Super Bowl. Yeah, I, Super Bowl. Do you want to talk about your bad beat B turn? Oh yeah, let's do that. It was a great one. Let's hear hopefully, it. Hopefully Van Pelt has it on. Um, I took Iowa minus six and a half. They're up seven with like, first of all, they went on like a 20 to three run to go up seven. Like they were down like 10 with like 10 minutes or something stupid. But so they get up seven. Wisconsin has the ball with like 15 seconds, dribbling around, being idiots, chuck up a three, miss it. They're, like, fighting for the rebound. And if Iowa gets it, it's over. Wisconsin gets it, makes the layup with 2.4 seconds. So they're up five. And I, like, it, they started, They reviewed something. I was watching on my phone. I didn't have the sound on. And Iowa gets a technical up oh. by five. Oh, my God. <laughs> makes one of the free throws. Inbound at foul makes both win by six. <laughs> Have you ever seen a team get a technical up by five with two seconds left? Do you know what it was for? No. But Did you punch anything? Uh, I was at a <laughs> restaurant, so I had to kind of be calm. <laughs> but, dude, they were like, Wisconsin was going to foul, and then if he makes both, I win, but they get a technical and make one free throw. <laughs> Or if they just get the rebound. Yeah. It's tough. I haven't gambled in a while. I'm waiting to just blow a bunch of money on the Chiefs. Are you betting Chiefs? I don't know. I'm not as confident in us anymore. <laughs> what? I'm nervous. Well, yeah, but I feel like you got to sling some money on the Chiefs. Did you read that article about the, the last Super Bowl <laughs> the Chiefs played in? It literally like took down the KC mob boss because – Everyone bet on the Chiefs. When we won it? Yeah. I feel like I like the over more. I feel like Chiefs will put up third. It'll be like 31-28 or something. I feel like San Fran's D, like everyone talks about how good it is, but when they've played good teams, they've given up a lot of points. Like Seattle had their way with them uh, both games. Rodgers, even last, they were down a lot, but Rodgers still went like 31 of 39. I, I just feel like they haven't really stopped a good offense yet. I don't know yeah. if I'm wrong on that, but. That's why I think, how could you say that and then not be confident in the Chiefs? I know, I just, God. I mean, it could come back. It could come down to the final possession. Like Jimmy G could have the ball or their defense could make a crazy play. I don't know. But well, their rushing attack scares me, man. Like. I know we stuffed Derrick Henry, but they got two or three running backs that are pretty damn good. Like Debo Samuel comes around and reverses. Their blocking schemes are crazy. Like Kyle Shanahan's a great play caller. But I feel I feel like it's our year. I feel like the Chiefs are just better. Well, I don't know if they're better, but I don't think the I don't think the Niners have faced an offense like the Chiefs at all. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, Russ had a day on them and against them both times. And they've struggled against mobile quarterbacks. It's crazy how much Pat's been running in the playoffs. A.B., uh, we betting heads or tails? <laughs> I'm not betting on that shit. Get out of here. Take the over in the national anthem. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Some girl said that at the I, bar tonight. I heard, 
No, Demi, Demi singing it. I've watched some stuff, and she just like pauses, like it takes her forever. Yeah, I've heard over oh, an absolute lock of the century. <laughs> Did you see that idea today of running on the field? Yeah, I've always thought that about that prop bet. Why would you not just bet? I don't know. I'm convinced. You can pay some... someone off to run on the field. Yeah, I don't get it. But <laughs> why is it plus? <laughs> I don't know. Like you could do that yourself. Yeah, I uh, I love prop bets. I need to start doing some research. But all right, we're rambling. Do you have anything else? And I'm yes, I, I have one more thing. Yeah, I'm I don't this. I don't okay. have it in me to record a basketball podcast and not mention Kobe Bryant. Like we don't talk about it too much. We don't have to get emotional, but like he was like a fucking icon for us growing up. Whether you like him or not, like you watched him. Everyone yells Kobe when shooting the ball. Like. That one's that was tough, man. It's just the most shocking, honestly, death I've ever like famous person death I've ever like seen. Yeah. Honestly. Like it was just so I don't know. I don't know how much you guys want to talk about it, but I feel like it had to at least be mentioned because I mean it was just so random and like the timing of it with LeBron passing him twelve hours before and it's just I don't know. Really sad shit. This, as guys that are like obsessed with Twitter and always on it, I've never seen any moment death event anything legitimately just completely take over twitter which essentially it just took over the world like it was crazy for like literally 24 straight hours nobody said anything about anything other than kobe like it was wild like you said it was by far the most like shocking death i've ever like famous person death i've ever experience i just could not believe it it was just wild because tmz broke the news so then you've got everybody being like oh oh it's got to be fake it's got to be fake like and then it just like clearly wasn't but it sucks but yeah he was is crazy to like i don't even think i realized how big of an icon he was until i saw just how wild the reaction's been yeah it's, it's the, the world just stopped yeah. It was like MJ's death. Like everyone in the world knew, knew who MJ was. Like Michael Jackson knew who he was. Everyone in the world knows the name Kobe. Like everyone knows who Kobe Bryant is. Like you've heard so many stories about just people saying like their mom doesn't even watch sports and they know who Kobe Bryant is. Yeah. And the fact that his daughter was on there and obviously the other families too, like it's devastating and his daughter was going to do awesome things and was going to be Kobe's daughter, like probably in the WNBA or played any played at any program in the country she wanted. And she's crazy. Like Kobe didn't retire too long ago and he was basically just starting a new life, like outside of playing, he was going to probably own a team or be a GM or be a coach or he would have coached his daughter. Like his other daughters were insanely young and probably would have coached them. And like, they're, his little daughters aren't even going to ever know who he was. Like, it's just devastating, man. And his wife lost a husband and daughter, like, in the same tragic accident. It's horrible. Yeah, I uh, couldn't believe it. It'll be, I don't know. I wonder. I I know they're talking about, like, changing the logo or doing all that stuff. Like, I don't know what they'll do, but they'll do something crazy. Like, he... It's just weird. It just felt like, yeah, I've, I feel like people have said this, but like it just felt like Kobe was just going to be around the NBA forever until mm-hmm. he died of old age or something. So it's just so weird and unexpected. Um, and like, like he's just that rare, like superhero type athlete. Like I literally feel like it's like Tiger, Kobe, and MJ. I don't even really put LeBron in that category, which AB, I know that'll shock you, but like, I, uh, those three were just like different. I don't know, just the way they were like yeah. so competitive yeah. and just psychopaths about winning and stuff. So the was, way they, the way those three like went about their business and went around, went about life, it's just like those three motivate like just normal humans to do great things. Like those dudes are so inspiring. Yeah. Kobe like waking up at 3 a.m., going to the gym and like going to the free throw line with a, with his Achilles shit, like, yeah, like you said, him and Tiger, man, like those those two growing up, those were the two guys we idolized, and it's just greatness, man. 
It sucks because, yeah, he would have, like, as hard as he worked, he would have done some incredible stuff, like, in the business world and making documentaries or whatever he was going to do. So it just sucks. But, yeah, I'm sure people heard that. Kobe. What? 41 years old. Yeah, it's wild. We're talking about his – he could have done just as great things off the court that he did on, you know. Like you just said, he would have done – Everything he did, he did well, you know, acting, and yeah. he's one of the best rappers of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he but, would have been a great coach, for sure. I can't imagine his family, and obviously the other families in that helicopter, I can't imagine that moment, man. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, sucks. I mean, it literally <laughs> killed. I saw someone post on Facebook that was like, trying to put it in perspective is like the last few seconds where he's like not only realizing that his life is about to end, but just to not be able to like protect his daughter that like clearly they're close as shit and he just can't do anything to like, like he like realizes both are happening at the same time and he can't do anything about it. Like that really fucking, that killed me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That's the worst thing. I thinking about that too. Cause like, I hate thinking about those moments where you just like, Thinking about the moments where people are in a in a situation where they just know their life's going to end and there's literally nothing they can do about it, like that just seems like the most miserable thing. Who knows? They said it was foggy. Maybe they clipped a clipped a mountain and it just happened instantly and they didn't really realize what was happening. But I don't know. I don't even. I haven't really read much about the three uh, the the wreck or the crash. But yeah, that's. And I don't even want to. Like it's just like no. we know what happened. Like. It just like to me like obviously they have to do it for investigations and shit but like i don't even like like who gains anything from that being public you know like i don't know i mean there obviously guys- wasn't anything criminal in it so it's just it's just I, I don't i'm not looking forward to when that report comes out well i just feel like it needs to so i mean other this doesn't happen hopefully it prevents something else yeah. from happening but yeah it's, it's like, did you guys ball your eyes out last night or what? Like, I was devastated the whole night. The videos on Twitter were just, that shit was way, like Doc Rivers, dude. That yeah. killed oh my me. God. Yeah. Doc, yeah, that one. There were, there were some, there's one I saw this morning. I think it was actually posted yesterday. I was probably late to it, but it was one of like, it was basically just like a 45 second video of him and his daughter, like, hugging after championships and him like coaching her and like they did that thing like there's a video of like the editing with him and jordan being like exactly the same type of player but like they did that with him and his daughter on like a fall away jumper on the baseline like when i saw that one it was just kind of like i don't know it still didn't even feel real like every time i see it and i see pictures of him i'm like like, yeah it's been the the longest i've been where i'm like there's no way that actually happened i know that, that's exactly. Like I was driving to Hayes today, just thinking like, like, what if it just didn't happen? What if it just didn't happen? Like, it's just wild. It's, it's the worst. Life is so scary. Yeah, like Kobe. Like, I don't know. It makes you just put things into perspective, man. Like, that's like the. I know sports don't really matter in the situation, but like people probably just thought he was invincible, almost like probably the biggest, if not. Him or Tiger, like, biggest athlete of our generation, Yeah, I would say. Yeah, and just playing in L.A. and stuff made him such, like, a bigger national icon and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, I don't know. The daughter being a part of it just makes it even 100 times worse. Like, yeah. holy cow, man. That just was brutal. But I don't really want to talk about it a lot, but like this, the media yesterday just completely screwing oh up who was on the helicopter over and over again. And then one lady being like, I've, I've confirmed that none of his daughters were on the helicopter. So then everyone's like, Oh, thank God. Like at least his kids lived. And then it's like, Oh no, there was one like, God, how do you, I don't know. Media is wild. Like you, I get- even run with a report when you don't know, like, it's just like, it's in like, I know we don't want to talk about it too much. It's just like immature and it's just, it's crazy because people, and I get why people are talking down on TMZ for like, they broke it. So like his family found out via the internet and not via like cops or law enforcement, whoever be the ones to inform them. And that sucks. But TMZ, like with all these celebrity deaths, they've been like the most reliable 
source for that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like whenever someone big dies, it's always TMZ. Like, I know they've had some, like, they, I mean, ones that didn't come true, but, like, right. But, I mean, ABC yeah. game on the on ESPN, I was looking for any sort of coverage, and they did, like, an ABC News report, and they said all four of his daughters were on there. Like, how do you make oh, that my. mistake? Like, that's just so, like, don't run with that. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, that's what was sad about yesterday. TMZ was the best at reporting the actual real news. Like, that's insane. Right. Maybe they but, went about it the wrong way, but, like, my thing is, too, is, like, if CNN got that news first, like, they would have done the same exact thing TMZ did. Like, it's, it's it sucks that that's the world we live in now, and I hate yeah. that, like, that's the reality. But, I mean, I, people, like, pointing to TMZ like they're the scum of the earth. Like, every media is kind of <laughs> well, the scum of the yeah, earth. All of them would have done it. It's all about – it's all breaking news kind of business at this point, which sucks, but that's kind of what it is. Who, whoever leaked it to TMZ that quickly, those are the real, right. like – bags like taking money to report that like i don't know i get it but it's crazy the media yeah. like twitter and everything has just changed all that shit so much but yeah everyone breaks everyone wants to break the news first yeah which is yeah. fine when it comes to sports and stuff like that like who cares but a break, death. Big, bigger than sports man yeah yeah like they made up rick fox dude <laughs> that was the most random yeah. part of all. how do you mess my guy's sweet feet that's so random yeah crazy i don't know yeah i don't really want to get into that either but just yeah. people and bringing, i mean people bringing up the kobe's thing that pissed past. me off too go ahead people bringing up kobe's past and like just people are just nasty on twitter like people saying he deserved it because of the shit that happened in colorado but like why at that I, moment I why i haven't seen a lot like yeah i'm obviously there's always those people but i feel like twitter for the most part has been very pop like i felt like yesterday was a very positive day like as weird as that sounds like it was sad but i felt like people were like putting things in perspective and being like just like positive about oh i didn't think i didn't think it was as toxic as twitter can be sometimes but i'm sure by today it's definitely reached that is that the saddest day in the history of twitter probably yeah easily dude it's up there i mean your was up there for us just because it was so local yeah but like god like we said earlier like kobe wasn't just sports like i hadn't talked to my ex-girlfriend in like six months and she t- she hadn't watched a second of nba basketball in her whole life and she was talking about kobe yesterday it's just like yeah it fucking hit everyone and it's just i don't know it just sucks man it sucks yeah holy so wild. <sighs> all right anything else i'm gonna go cry <laughs> All right. Well, the good news is the Hawks are really good at basketball and really uh, good at defense. Yep, and they got a big one Saturday versus Texas Tech in Allen Fieldhouse. And uh, that's all we I got. Be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated. What separates Kobe? From the, from the pack, more than Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. There, there is, is no one. Kobe doing work, two four on my shirt. He the greatest on the court, and I'm the greatest on the verse. Going for the fourth ring like it was his first. Gotta get the gleam, do it for Kareem. Two four so nice, my flow so mean. Catch me at the game, sitting next to Goldstein. Kobe Bryant Nikes, purple gold strings. Kobe in the game, dunking on the gold chain. for words. I mean, he's amazing. Pass me the damn ball. I don't need a pick at all. And don't worry about my shot cause I'ma get that all. Yeah, I dropped 40 on your double team. Then I dropped 81 on another team. Yeah, you better guard me with caution. And watch I work them like an auction. <laughs> no such thing as exhaustion. No time for resting cause I don't take breaks. I just break records. <laughs> and I prefer
oblivious of the way Bryant's played lately, LeBron James. I've been quoted saying that he's definitely the best player in our league. Um, to me, in my eyes, the best scorer in our in our in our league. And it's, I mean, I don't know if it's another, it's not another guy in his league that can accomplish some of the things that he's doing right now. Never take a day off. Catch you at the top of the key and get a J off. Baseline FaceTime. Tongue out like 2-3. Even 2-3. Gotta love how I do me. Practice while you sleep. Practice in my sleep. Straight out of high school. The brackets ain't for me. I will be jumping over you like I got a mattress at my feet. And all Phil Jackson things. You better be passing it to me. I put the master in the piece. Attack you like a beast. And I am starving for victory. And that means I'ma eat. And when they ask you who's the best, then the Answer should be me. <laughs> Who's the best player in the NBA? Oh, it's still Kobe Bryant. That's really? Why? Because oh, you never know when you're going to get it. Call me Mr. Clutch or Mr. Automatic. I can post them up or your mom go get the alley. I'm going for the ring. I'm going for the ring. I went to Beijing and came back with the bling. Who they want? They want Kobe. And what he want? He want the trophy. The victory. And the glory. No shame. Break them off, Kobe, break them off. Yeah, you better be where the liquor down. Yeah, just give him the ball and he take it off. Yeah, oh, he probably dishing it to the south. Yeah, I'll give it to D Fish on the wing. Yeah, or just let little Ariza do his thing. Yeah, cause I'm great and so is my team. Yeah, do it for magic. It's showtime, baby. I see nothing wrong with doing it for and he the best, yeah Don't worry, LeBron Get him next year Now what's defense to an assassin? Killer instinct, murder the basket Then steal the ball back, hold it for ransom It's more than a game, this is a passion Been the all-star, been a champion Free throw line, you hear him chanting MVP, MVP Kobe Bryant, a.k.a. Overwhelming answer was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant.